What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, I wanted to talk to you about a reincarnation case um, of James Leininger. Uh, this one uh, comes to us from the Chilling Reincarnations article uh, created by none other than Reader's Digest. So... This one is really interesting, and I got some uh, different opinions on it. Uh, not different, but opinions about it. Um, and this story is about uh, James Leininger, who was two years old, when he woke up screaming from a nightmare, yelling, airplane crash, plane on fire, little man can't get out. He also knew details about the World War II aircraft that would seem impossible for a toddler to know. So where did the story come from, right? Well, it came from many years of research uh, done by folks who were interested in reincarnation. So that's what's fascinating about this, is that there are individuals who dedicate their lives to alien experiences, right? We have we have Dr. Dr. Mack, right, from Harvard, uh, who was basically kind of pushed out of Harvard uh, and then during his research of UFO uh, and alien abductions, was killed crossing the street by a car. Suspicious, right? So individuals who get into these fields, whether it's alien abduction, whether it's reincarnation, whether it's paranormal, sometimes their lives are on the line. Um, and so it's very, very important to take this stuff seriously. Maybe not so much reincarnation, but definitely UFOs and aliens, um, and especially alien abductions, right? The government definitely doesn't want us to know about that uh, or have any, any super sleuths getting in to where they're not supposed to be. But getting back to this story about reincarnation, this little man, a toddler basically, um, would not know this information about any aircraft, much less a World War II aircraft. But his mother, Andrea, referred to an object on the bottom of a toy plane as a bomb. James, as a two-year-old, corrected her, saying that it was a drop tank, not a bomb. Another time, he and his parents were watching the History Channel documentary, and the narrator called a Japanese plane a zero. James insisted that it was a Tony. In both cases, he was right. The boy said he had also been named James in his previous life and that he had flown off a ship named the Natoma. The Leningers discovered a World War II aircraft carrier called the USS Natoma Bay after this statement. In its squadron was a pilot named James Houston, who had been killed in action over the Pacific. James talked incessantly about his plane crashing, and he was disturbed by nightmares more than a few times a week. His desperate mother contacted a past-life therapist, Carol Bowman, for help. Bowman told Andrea not to dismiss what James was saying and to assure him that whatever happened had occurred in another life and, and in another body and that he was safe now. Andrea followed her advice, and James' dreams started to diminish. His parents co-authored Soul Survivor, a 2009 book about their family's story. What's really interesting about this is that 
individual what this is saying is that individuals are able to carry over memories from previous lives into current lives without that veil being fully dropped in between lives that leads to the question that why wouldn't there be a full veil dropped during these previous and past lives and then into current lives because this poor boy is waking up with nightmares about crashing into the Pacific, uh, basically reliving his death over and over again, multiple times a week when he was a child. Why would we do if this if this is all a simulation and this is all, you know, an environment for us to learn and this is kind of like the Matrix? Why wouldn't our system be designed well enough to bring that veil down and not allow children to have to go undergo these nightmares? It's almost as if we're living in an imperfectly designed system. Wouldn't that be something? Seems like everything around us is imperfect. From, what is it, Murphy's Law? Uh, to everything leans towards chaos in this environment. Um, that if it's likely that it will be, become destructed, it will. Um, that's definitely a possibility. It seems as though we're living in a a system that's not perfect. Think about this for a moment. Think about individuals who get into massive car accidents. They die. They go see their spirit guides or Jesus or God or Buddha or whoever, and they say, you must go back. It's not your time. Well, then why did they die? Why were they allowed to die and go into heaven and come back? It seems as though they weren't meant to be there in the first place if they were just told to go back. It seems as though there's more fluctuations than should be here. Unless, very much unless, un who knows, that accident was meant to happen, and they were supposed to go to heaven, and they were supposed to see what they saw, and they were supposed to come back and give their messages. Many times when they have near-death experiences, they go and they are told to come back and give that message to the population. Which is interesting, because that's violating the veil that is dropped over our eyes. It's violating the normal laws that we are underneath here on this planet. Why wouldn't we all be given this information that there is another life after this coming into this life? Folks who study reincarnation will say, that we're here to learn lessons, and that if we had our knowledge of our previous lives, then we would know how this system works, and then we wouldn't learn those lessons because we would start to act out in different ways and not stay and learn lessons. Maybe people would, you know, jump off buildings and, and not want to be in this in this environment, in this matrix, or whatever you want to call it, um, because they know that there is a better place outside of this, right? Um, it's fascinating. So the, the, the feeling of fear, the feeling of being afraid of death is innate in all of us. We avoid death at all costs and try to live at all costs. And so that's something that's within us. It's innate. It's built into the system. It's built into us. And so the people who do have near-death experiences do not have that innate fear anymore because they, they have seen the other side. 
all of them come back and say, we do not have fear of death anymore. So, it begs the question, what is this system we're in? Why can't we know about our past lives? Why can't we know about whatever the next dimension is that we go to? Why is it only the chosen few who have near-death experiences can come back and understand it and then tell us about it? And we have to believe on faith that it exists through their words. And then, why are children allowed to have these nightmares about previous lives? Why did the twins from the previous episode, the, the Polly twins, uh, in their older lives die then only to be reborn two years later to the same family. Why did they have to die? Was it to teach their parents what it's like to live without their children, how to grieve their children, only to have the exact same souls of those children reborn into new bodies, into twin bodies? Some people would say that's cruel. Some people would say that that's the way lessons are learned. Some people would say that's the only way that the parents could learn and understand what that feeling is like so that they can grow spiritually. Some people would say, why do we need to experience such tragedy in order to grow spiritually? It seems that we are much like plants, where a seed is dropped off into the dark, moist, dirty soil, only to be brought and rosen up anew in the spring to blossom a beautiful flower or plant which will give seeds and give fruit, give vegetables and, and give nectar and pollen to blossom out of darkness and out of tragedy. It's the only conclusion that seems rational in such an irrational place out of irrational wild, seemingly distressful, tragic stories that only out of tragedy can we understand and grow spiritually. Only out of tragedy can we blossom. Only being in the fire can allow us to see what it's like and to be forged in the fire. What do you think? Do you think that we have to undergo these tragic losses? Like the Leininger boy? Like the Pollock family? To see the true value in what we have? To become more spiritually educated? Have you ever lost a loved one? Has it, has it changed you? Has it made you live your life differently? Have you had a friend pass away at an early age? I have. Somebody who should have lived. Somebody who, sh who could have made a massive impact. More than I could. At 12 years old, one of my friends was taken away. Somebody who made a huge difference in my life and showed peace and understanding and compassion kindness, gentleness of a soul in his eyes. He was a better person than I was. 
and could have done more, I believe. And every time I think about him, I, I think that I need to be doing more. That I, I should be doing more. I should be doing better. And so it's these times and these stories that make us think about how we live our lives and how we can make a difference and how we can change our lives and how we can move forward into the future with a higher spirituality. Especially during these times of war going on with Russia and Ukraine, um, or any war at any point, um, these tragedies change us. 9-11 changed us as Americans. And these deaths changed their families. And yes, even though the Pollock twins came back, Parents still mourn the loss of their of their loved ones. And maybe they were comforted by the fact that their children started to ask for toys that they had never seen before, that only the older children who passed away saw. Maybe the parents were comforted by them seeing and recognizing landmarks of a town they had never been to before. Maybe they were comforted. But they also underwent that planting period of darkness the time of the darkness of the soul that almost every soul goes through where you have to trudge through and make yourself push through these times so that you can see the light on the other side. And there is a light on the other side. And there's a light to the next dimension through the portal. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I enjoyed making it. I'm going to try to make another one. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally. Hopefully you guys are taking care of your friends, your family, loved ones. Following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And continue to question the universe around you. It's a big universe. We've got lots of questions. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.